0: Just got your asses whipped
1: by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey, sports fans! Welcome to Sports
0: Nerds. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J. and Dr. Brian Schrader. Can I, <laughs> I was gonna sing. I was. trying to. I was practicing that fucking. Um, it's been a while song before <laughs> to record and then i couldn't think of the words
1: <laughs> so, that's a very, that's a a very cool. clean start to a podcast who uh, who sings that it's
0: been a while
1: yes you do nickelback I, oh is it nickelback yeah don't act like you don't fucking know oh i've have, have never shown you my nickelback tattoo <laughs> is it on your back Yeah, it is on my back. It's just a nickel. Yeah, that was not a plan. That was not a plan. Oh (laughs) man, no, that's good. You got, hey, you know,
0: you've been trying this material out. There's not a better spot to do it than right here on Sports Nerds. I'm Sam J, and you are Brian Schrader. How you doing, pal? Good man. You? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, uh, professionally, I'm good we'll leave it at that right i think, I think <laughs> dirty laundry has been aired prior sure. to the to the red button being hit so yeah. um yeah i'm good i'm good uh it's not going to be 100 degrees in denver today so in the last okay so this is, is gonna be really – dude let's get some old i'm going to get some old man talk going some, here some, some old um, there has so the record for denver in the month of september was 97 going into this year We've had three days thus far over 97, and it's wow. the sixth. So yeah, it was 100 today, or yesterday. It was 100 yesterday.
1: So it's, it's going to be a nice and yeah. cool 87 today, and people are excited. It's been in the low 70s. I, mean, I know. 73 today, 69 here on Sunday. It's been like, I'm wearing pants. Oh my god, Short Not even pants? short pants, pants, long pants, long pants. Long pants. Wow. That's oh, no mostly because I had to come to work. Otherwise, I would have worn shorts. But
0: Do you have a pair of cargo shorts? Uh...
1: That you wear, and <laughs> that's a, a yes. I have so a pair of a cargo shorts that are like Milan mowing shorts or painting shorts, but I don't wear them, you know, in polite company. So they 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 find their way to Home Depot, yeah, yeah, from yeah time yeah, to yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know your what ta- a cargo short is good for? Um, a tape measure, a cargo pocket. Oh, I mean, weren't they made for originally for carpenters? Well, or there's car- carpenter there's, there's also carpenter pants. Those are different. What do you think about carpenter? Those were in vogue when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the little loop. Yeah, yeah. Because you never um, know. that now you got
0: to take your hammer. Hammered up AP English, and you know, there's you probably know.
1: like a fair number of, of photographs of me in high school wearing carpenters. <laughs>
0: Uh, folks out there, if you listen to the show and you've got the <laughs> photo, feel free to share. Uh, I think I wore some of those too. I uh I was a rather fat kid, so I used to have to wear my dad's um sweatshirts when I was like in fifth and sixth grade. Um, I had a little bit of a coming out there early, early high school years. Got skinny, and then uh, quickly got fat again in college because uh, I found heavy beer. Yeah, and yeah, or beer fat, as my friend. Chris Snyder likes to call it, or uh, Bud Fat, instead of Bud. Bud Fat. Bud, bud fat. fat. Bud Heavitt, Bud Fat. Um, I know you got a meeting, so we got to jump into some things. We got to get some things. We got to cross our, our T's and dot our I's. Um, let's see. I don't have any any breaking news at the moment. We're not going to do Pick'em. I know that some of you out there are going to be pissed off or upset about it, but uh, I think Brian and I are, are a bit busy now that school is up and running, and we're also fathers of, of two kids, and so... There's a lot of time required, uh, to do that. I know our wives do plenty shout out to our wives, of course. But, um, I think just because of the flexibility of our schedule, we end up doing a lot of shit, like running around our kids around town. Would you agree with that? It's true. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the professor, the, the professor flexibility. Um, yes. I, what did I do yesterday? I went to Xfinity and got a new modem. Um, and just, you know, I was running around running these just random fucking errands. Hey, speaking of which, uh, our mechanic friend, Jeremy Bazelli, shout out to Jeremy, informed us that we need new tires on our Nissan Pathfinder. You want to take a guess at what those are going to
1: cost? Um, I just didn't know you had a Nissan Pathfinder. Well, um, we traded in the Subaru. I told you
0: that. Needed more room with this third kid coming. Oh. Um, I don't know. 800 bucks at least. Holy shit, you nailed it. God, man, you're good at this stuff. <laughs> you are a man's man. You got cargo pants slash shorts. You got a fucking, you know, your tires. Man, I couldn't, I couldn't. I had, you had no idea. If they told had, you $2,000, bucks, you
1: would have been like, I guess, sure.
0: Do, sure, That yeah, let's do it. I had trouble mixing two-cycle engine oil the other day. You know, like that's the simplest of, of things to do.
1: Um, you know, you can buy it at Home Depot pre-mixed. It's lazy, but they sell it. Yeah, I know. I know. I was. I do that just out of laziness. Forty to one, fifty to one, whatever.
0: I think that it was sold out when I went. So my laziness, my plan didn't quite work. It's in a weird place. It's
1: over by the weed whackers in these little like half gallon cans.
0: I uh, I did another unmanly thing, which was I bought an electric weed whacker.
1: I have one too. I hate it.
0: I actually like. I love mine, dude. It was like forty bucks, and I have no issues with it. It's one of those home light ones. Oh, so it's it, a real piece of shit. It is, but it's <laughs> no, because it's the home light. <laughs> No, 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 you're totally good. It was it's just it's not a pain in the ass because refilling the string is so fucking easy. Like that's what kills me. That is what I I have, I have honestly purchased $200 Husqvarna weed whackers that are just a pain in the ass to refill the yeah, fucking line. You that bad boy. Oh my god. I'll, I'll, I'll send line, it to your I'll dad. You, I'll wind this the string up. I'll go drop it off to your pops. He can he'll bring it out the next time he comes. Um, So, yeah, no pick. I'm sorry about that. Brian and I are in the midst of a, uh, a heated fantasy football battle this week. Uh, it should be 14 to four, but it's showing up as 28 to eight because ESPN's fantasy site is all kinds of jacked up. But it's looking like uh, if projections go right, I might just put a fucking hurting on you,
1: <laughs> which I am totally fine with. It, it, the, the way the score is all jacked up. They should just tell you the ratio of my points to your points. I'm, I'm, I'm beating you three and a half to one. Yes. Yes. If they're just going to multiply it by two. That is true. ESPN, fix your fantasy. Please. Stuff, it was terrible yesterday. It was terrible yesterday. So
0: um, that'll be fun. Looking forward to it. I went I went ahead and made the gamble, kept two quarterbacks, like Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes, with the expectation that uh, you know three, four weeks down the road, somebody's going to need a quarterback. And I'm just hoping that
1: uh, I can, I can, you know, I can survive. These well, first it's a, three it's or four a keeper weeks. league, right? Yeah. So, I mean, stashing Baker Mayfield to see what he becomes is not a bad idea. Yeah, we'll I see. have on, on in that same league uh, both Melvin Gordon and Antonio Brown, so uh, I might just oh. not win a football game the entire year.
0: I put that on a on a little side note here, a little sticky note in my on the in the studio to ask you as a Raiders fan. Let me get. You, can I get some HSOs, some or some hot sports opinions on on Antonio Brown from you? God, it seems like the dude has lost his mind.
1: That's that. That happens with wide receivers. <laughs> that, is, that does happen. Yeah. Um, it sounds sad. like the Raiders are walking back the suspension last night. Yeah, there's a lot of shit they're walking back. I mean, they said they were going to suspend him, and now it's like, well, he, we're not going to suspend him, but we're not going to play him against the Broncos on on Monday night. So I don't know.
0: Let me see if I can find. I'm gonna. <sighs> I'm gonna s- send you this thing that you can, you can read um, slash multitask on while uh, while I do some stuff. But it was did you ESPN created a timeline of the of the
1: Antonio Brown Raiders relationship? It's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> it's like burns his feet in a cryo chamber. Yes, cries yes. about his helmet. Spray paints yes. his helmet. Doesn't come to practice. Antonio Brown posts crazy go. shit on Instagram. There we go. It's suspended. I mean, I can do most of uh, it in my uh, head. Yeah, I know you do. You would. You know what's see. not on that timeline at all is like plays mm-hmm. in a game or uh, scores a touchdown. I was reading yesterday, and I don't really know. Go. I never really get. I like sports a lot, but I never get into the intricacies of like contracts and you know. I don't understand the max deals in basketball. I just don't find the financial side of it all that interesting. Mm-hmm. But I was reading with this Antonio Brown stuff that. I guess individual teams can suspend players even though it doesn't happen very often because it Mm. tends to be against their their interest, especially to suspend their stars. But based on the last CBA, or maybe this predates that, you can suspend players, teams can suspend players for misconduct for like only four games or something like that. But they use it as a vehicle to um, uh, reclaim guaranteed money i guess or to not have to pay out guaranteed money oh really like, you, know, you, you always think about guaranteed money as no matter what the fuck happens you're gonna get this you know whatever like what did zeke just get like a guaranteed 30 or 50 million or some crap mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. always think you're gonna get that money but actually you know there apparently there are ways that you can that you can avoid paying that if you've got a player who's you know uh, being silly i guess and so, uh, uh, so
0: you're so you're seeing a a team suspension a team well, suspension, actually, yeah, not a league suspension, but a team. No, suspension. but
1: a team suspension. They can. That's a way to kind of recoup or, or not pay out that money. Very well, yeah, I think misconduct is a justification for that. so, like, if you were to go through the process of suspending a player um, internally for the four games, that I, that's what I was reading is that's sort of how you set the stage for eventually not paying not paying a player their guaranteed money. Uh-huh. I don't know then if you get to trade them or what because they've already lost these these draft picks. Um, And I don't know if if in all sports, but in a lot of sports, you get compensatory picks if if folks end up not playing for you. But, you know, they sent a fifth and a third round pick to uh, the Steelers for Antonio Brown, which at that point didn't seem like a terrible deal. But right now looks like the worst deal ever. uh, No, no, I was listening. Sorry.
0: Um, No, very much uh, not looking good for the Raiders. But the Raiders have been known to make really poor decisions. So... (laughs) what the Marcus Russell out of this man oh man he was <laughs> that gentleman really liked his 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 biscuits and fried food but who
1: got what was that draft class do you remember um
0: you go ahead and look it up you're the guy who I have read this people. list when was he drafted when was Jamarcus russell drafted
1: the rest of that draft class is crazy it's got calvin Johnson's in it uh, adrian peterson is in that draft class it's I don't know when that was. It's uh, 2007. Know. The Raiders take Jamarcus Russell overall, uh, number one overall. After that is Calvin Johnson to the Lions, uh, Joe Thomas, uh, Gaines Adams. A bunch oh, Ohio, Joe Thomas. Like but there's some big names. The Vikings take Adrian Peterson at number seven. Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch goes to the Bills at number 12. Darrell Revis goes to the Jets at 14. Like There's big names in this draft. Dwayne Bowe, even though he's gone. So oh, Joe Thomas know. was that close to being part of another shitty organization his entire career. <laughs> Greg Olson is in that draft. Lamar Woodley, Steve Smith. Greg is Olson. In that draft. I mean, like there's Jacob and Jacoba Jones was all right, but I mean, there's there's some there's some okay players in this draft that the Raiders, you know, don't take and it's it's silly. I don't know. Would you say that Robert Gallery was a bust? Um I mean, he's a
0: good good football player. I, no, I don't think so. He got left tackle money. And found his niche as kind of a guard. So I don't know. It's odd. Was one of Ferentz's first big, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's jump into this because we got to cover some ground and we got to get into some stuff that's a little bit hairy and not fun to talk about. Um, I sent you a stat last night about Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Ben Kielberg sent me that when we were he was we were up last night watching um, the football game. And a little bit of Cubs game. Uh, The Cubs, let's hope they can put some, pull some shit together here and figure things out. But so Clayton Kershaw, I don't know if you want to, let me fall. There we go. It's finally opening up. He has not had an ERA over three since his rookie season. Did you, were you amazed by that? That was like, that's a crazy stat. And I think to me, what is even more. Uh, uh, uh interesting is the fact that nobody's really paying attention to what he's doing this year which it's not a fantastic year for Kershaw like in Kershaw numbers it's a fast fantastic year for anybody uh else but you know he's got a 296 era he's, he's right at that line of kind of peaking he's right he might sneak into the three era area but the fact that since 2008 which was his rookie year he had a 4.26 era he has not had an era over three is absolutely mind-boggling that is crazy i mean he's he's the. i mean is he the most dominant pitcher we will ever see Um, we don't get to see him enough in my opinion like i mean he's a west coast pitcher you don't get to see kershaw a lot but when he pitches i mean he just
1: makes it look easy yeah it's it's bizarre it's it's kind of hard to figure out because if you go through just a lot of the the active pitchings or the the patch the pitching stats for for just this year He's not. He's not at the top, or even necessarily in the top ten of all of those stats. You know what I mean? He's not in the top ten for like you know, case uh, per nine or strikeouts to case, and, and and that sort of stuff. So I think he flies under the radar a little bit, which is a weird thing to say about what looks like a sure thing future Hall of Famer. I don't know, um, but but you're you're definitely correct about his ERA. He sort of he sort of does it again, and I don't I don't have another way to put it in a kind of under the radar um, sort of way. Another stat that sort of um, supports your your the stat that you found is in terms of active pitchers he has the highest uh era plus adjusted era plus at 158 and the second person is degrom at 145 so it's like there's a pretty big gap between his adjusted era and 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 the second best pitcher so can you explain uh, that number to to folks who don't know what that means yeah so uh adjusted era just a um uh uh, what well, ERA is just your earned, ru- un- earned run average. How many runs do you give up over um, nine innings? Uh, the adjusted ERA plus um, controls, creates like an, an average baseline where the average ERA is typically somewhere around 100 or right below 100. So you can kind of see it on that scale. And um, adjusted means it adjusts for things like, you know, ballpark and, and that sort of stuff. There's, there's probably more to it than that, but... I mean, let's just... The, the adjusted part of it is that it's adjusted to ballparks. But... I mean, e- ERA, ERAs uh, alone could, can be a pretty misleading stat, and it's not that mm-hmm. ERA plus is the single best stat or anything like that, but it does mean that he's uh, giving up fewer runs than uh, any other active pitcher by a, a pretty good clip.
0: I want to push back on, on. I agree that the ERA is a misleading stat when we look at it from season to season, but I think when you look at like the consistency of his ERA over his career, I don't think there's anything misleading about that. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the yes, I know what you're saying, right? I mean, there are guys who will drop a super, super high ERA, um, and and yet win a lot of baseball games, and, and you know the other way around. But with Kershaw, just to be that consistent
1: is is absolutely uh, insane. I again, yeah, from from game to game, right? Maybe you yeah. give up a bunch of runs, and it's your defense's fault, or maybe yeah. you give up no runs, and it's because your defense is playing well. But it, over time, this is his career. ERA Plus, you're right. He's probably more responsible for this than not. Yeah. It really takes out some of the variance in that stat. Man,
0: I love watching him pitch. I've seen him pitch a couple times here uh, at Coors and he's just clunky delivery, though. He's got it, looks odd
1: and maybe that's to his advantage, right? The little little heel tap thing to me is a borderline balk. (laughs) You don't think
0: so? No. No. Does he do it? You don't talk about about it. I don't think he does it from the stretch, though. Uh, he doesn't do from a stretch and therefore like he couldn't he couldn't do him a stretch go back, yeah let's
1: watch some watch some tape i don't think the he could do it from stretch are. i don't know i think it's i think it's funky yeah. um then again i mean this is sort of the the one of the main messages you get from from money which is don't you know make sweeping generalizations based on mechanics because you, you know you, it turns out you can throw the ball in different ways and still be effective he's, i mean he's a great
0: pitcher he is, he is, um, and nobody's again. Just a lot of West Coast numbers that nobody really pays attention to. Even the performance of the A's this year, uh, kind of f- under the flying, underneath the radar. Uh, the A's are just doing what the A's do again.
1: You know, t- overperforming. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I was no. You're go ahead. Go ahead. Is, that, is he a Hall of Famer already? Oh yeah. Three Cy Youngs and MVP. He's you know. How, yeah. many, how many times is he an All Star? One, two, three, four, five, six. I mean.
0: Yeah. He could quit now at thirty-one. Uh, another thing with the Kershaw um, stat that I wanted to bring up to you is the fact that at thirty-one he only has one hundred sixty-six wins, and so are we going to ever see another three hundred-game winner in our lifetime? I mean, uh, those used to be not not that uh, 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 what's the word common, but um, there's certainly a lot a lot not a lot of opportunity anymore.
1: Do you know the? the active pitchers in terms of wins is he the highest um you said he's at 161 i mean i don't think there's a chance he makes it to 300 wins you you gotta think sabathia's uh passed him on that list uh yeah active pitchers with wins sabathia has it at 251 does he have 49 wins in him at 38 no. Verlander is 221 at 36. Grinky has 201 at 35. Lester has 189. Felix Hernandez has 169. Scherzer 168. Kershaw 166.
0: God, the King Felix has just fallen off this season. The last yeah. two seasons. He was, great, he was a great pitcher. Yes, he was. Cole Hamill's sneaking up there. That's what's, uh, I think, uh, 35. He's 35 years old, but to be at 163, I think uh, that's another guy that we don't necessarily uh consider as, as one of the better active pitchers. David Price, I mean I think uh, he's earned the money to say that. Adam Wainwright is just quite honestly consistent. He's been yeah. consistent throughout his career, but we will stop boring you with that. I think <laughs> after we after we record this show, one of us needs to go and look at losses. I wanted to see um if if wins are down, you know, kind of career wins are down, does that mean that losses are also down? Are we in this era where, you know, we pull our starters at a point where more relief guys get losses middle relief uh, get losses as opposed to the starting pitchers and i, I, I would guess that there's got to be some some sort of, co- some sort of uh, correlation there some you know there has got to be a parallel if if you know what i'm saying like if there's fewer wins there's got to be fewer losses for more
1: for for those who
0: pitch a lot of innings is what yeah. i'm saying
1: but um, I, I just i wonder if it's there's a pro- a problem with that just in terms of the the correlation between the two because I think I'd have to think about this a little bit longer, but it's almost easier to get a loss. You know, to get a win you have to meet all these different criteria. You have to pick five. The team has to go on to win. Even if like you leave when if, if when you get pulled and you're after five and your team's winning, you can still not get a win by virtue of your team losing it. But it's it's I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I hey, there's you could be right. more ways to to get a loss than there are to get a win it seems like an easier that seems that seems pretty obvious when i say that loud but i'm, I'm not sure i don't know i don't know i'll have to think about uh, that uh, edit, edit that dumb thing out that i just said no i gotta keep it in <laughs> that would take too much
0: time to edit um that, it's crazy to me that madison bomb only 29 years old yeah. he's got i mean he's got what three awesome seasons left in him like no like props to the giants for figuring out a way to keep that guy Right, like nice. Not trading him this year. Um, Dan's pretty excited about the future of the Giants. And I can't I can't blame him. They got a lot of they their performance in July earned them a lot of good uh uh minor league players. Yeah. And and, and you know so
1: you will see. He got he got pretty excited when they snuck in there. Yeah. And was lot on Facebook and I was like, dude, their run differential is still like minus fifty. I think maybe they got, you know, got a little bit lucky in July.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. The Rockies, uh, I don't know what happened to them, but they fell apart. Uh, Moving on from from boring baseball talk, Serena Williams is in another U.S. Open final after beating the shit out of uh, somebody (laughs) last night. So what was that? six six three six one or six, one, six, three. Um, She appears to be back in in rare Serena form. A couple of questions. Uh, Is she the greatest female athlete ever? And then also... Is she
1: going to win on Sunday or Saturday? I guess. I mean, uh, probably and probably. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she's certainly on the Mount Rushmore of of uh, female athletes. There's probably she's, a, maybe on the, she's on the Rushmore, maybe of most dominant athletes, no matter the gender. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Once you start getting into is she the this is this is like the the you know Jordan, LeBron, Kobe sort of stuff. Like, eh, we're fighting about this thing that we can't know the answer to, but right. obviously she's. Yeah, one one of the greatest American athletes of all time. The Do you like her? Do you root champion. for her? Oh yeah, of course. I love Serena. She's thirty eight. Yeah, and has a two year old, and almost, you know, had like birthing complications. I was going to say almost. I don't know if that's fair, but she, you know, I think actually it's kind of fair. And she's and she's back. I mean, she should have won a major uh, or not a major, a Grand Slam last year. That was the Osaka stuff that happened. Um, yeah, no, uh, she's yeah, she's. um uh, an icon, jeez, yeah, I love her. Anyway. She's the bestie. I can't wait to watch. Yeah. I hope she. Uh... I, will, I will say, I, I don't know how much you've watched how much U.S. Open you watch. I, I know that you're not the biggest tennis guy, but she's wearing this U.S. Open this like weird bathrobe thing when she comes out. That's a good okay, mat- match. It's okay. like this silken, silky or linen like bathrobe thing. I'm not sure. I, I usually, I usually dig her stuff. Her and her and uh, Venus both wear like you got kind of. Uh, you know, interesting, different-looking uh outfits that I think yeah. one of them or both of them have a hand in designing. But I'm I'm not really digging on this uh bathrobe thing.
0: They have made so much money for Nike, though. They can just because Nike can throw crazy-ass design,
1: uh, you know, yeah.
0: designs on them, and they have to just. Sh- I mean, sure.
1: So you have to look at Like they, were, she was rocking. Serena was rocking like this this black onesie Catwomany suit. It was awesome. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I know what yeah, you as, 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 as opposed to uh, Wimbledon, where everyone has to wear has to be 99 percent white, and you know it all looks it, all crusty to me. And I like the U.S. Open where people have a little more flash. And you
0: know, well, who are we to judge the people who put Boris Johnson in office? So <laughs> let's let's not. Um, uh, who knows if they'll even have Wimbledon next year, <laughs> quite honestly. There could be no Wimbledon if, if uh, the Brexit thing doesn't get taken care of. Uh, moving on to topic number three. Uh, shout out to Larry Collette for sending me this this um, infographic. Visual Capitalist, if you've never been to the website, is pretty badass. I don't know if you went around and were messing around on that website, but it basically has uh, – it creates a bunch of – of infographics based yeah. on all different kinds of stats across all different kinds of areas. There's energy, mining, politics, healthcare, all of this stuff. But uh, I sent Brian this thing on esports versus sports and how the industries compare in the contemporary moment. Uh, first and foremost, all right, the data shows obviously that. Um, the, the the esports uh, industry is on the rise. It's making a shitload more money than it was 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, we're in this era where everybody's talking about it. Um, where do you stand on esports? Is it a, is there a, like you know is 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 this a fad that goes away? Is it a lasting league? Uh, is it a lasting professional industry um, or or? Do these things kind of go away when when we find other hobbies and our kids find other hobbies to play?
1: So this is kind of a working theory, and I'm not sure it, it'll it'll really hold up. But mm-hmm. I think I think you've got like a, a transient sort of audience for this sort of stuff, right? So I read this article, and they're talking about like people watching League of Legends, which I don't even know what that is uh, some sort of some sort of video game. And the reason that I would never sit down and watch this stuff is because they're not playing the video games. That I played right if they were playing right. like NBA 2k or <laughs> Halo 2 or something like that Halo 3 then I may, might be like oh I could watch that because it's a game I played and I understand it right yeah but, like by virtue of the the video games that are popular kind of changing that means the substance of e esports is a- always changing as well as opposed to uh, a football or basketball or something like that a more conventional sport that stays the same right so your expectations as if you were your knowledge of the game, it's not something that you have to, like, I don't, I don't have to relearn football every year as I watch it. Yeah. that's yeah, that yeah. something that can, get, that can theoretically cost you um, audience members, right? Maybe, maybe League of Legends popularity wanes and we don't have something that comes up and sort of fills the void for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. that many years ago where you constantly heard people talking about World of Warcraft. I'm not sure if that thing's even around anymore. You know, uh, yeah, I think they're a little more yeah I mean you, you said it you, when you in, in your first question like is it, is it a fad I don't think that esports is a fad but I think like spikes in its popularity might be tied to um, a specific moment where you have a game that kind of captures everyone's imagination but I don't see like people a hundred years from now playing League of Legends and it being watched on Patreon or something like that in the same way that you know football and baseball and those sorts of sports are uh, decades old Do you think that <laughs> how about we just
0: attack the elephant in the room here. Uh, is it a sport? <laughs> yes, yeah, a sport. No. My answer is no. Esports are not a sport. By definition, they require no physical uh, skill or or like strength. Nope. No physical skill. Um,
1: I guess your thumbs, does that count? Yeah. I, well, see, no, I don't think so. I mean, I put it more like in a category with chess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't call chess a sport. No. I mean, I it's a... either. Which is, by the way, game. I don't think derogatory no i just think the no. esports is something of a misnomer
0: yeah do you think those those esports
1: players give a shit about what we're saying no they're they're, they're fine they're not right? chiming in they're not chiming into the podcast no I, let me say this too i think that you know their audience is probably a different demographic than more traditional sports and i think the medium the article talks about this the medium mm-hmm. in which these things are being watched is you know uh, uh patreon or twitch or streaming their youtube videos that that sort of thing and and the article sort of explains that the reason they have those viewers is because they're not being broadcast on traditional tv there's more access to these sort of th- sort uh-huh. of sort of things in terms of more viewership access they're easier to find and watch online but it also says that's also why they can't monetize it you know what i mean if, if you got three or four to one uh, a ratio of three or four to one people watching uh, league of legends tournaments that are watching the NBA finals, for example, but you you can't monetize it. Does that even matter?
0: Yeah. Well, especially as an advertiser, the only way to really monetize it is to, at the moment, you know, pay the the players themselves to mention your product or to drink your product while they're playing. And yeah, they haven't quite figured that out yet, um, yet at all. It's, this is the economy of attention as opposed to the more traditional kind of supply, I don't know what you call it, it, it what was the economy, the, the mediated economy, the media industry economy of, of the 80s and 90s and, and 2000s. It's, it's just kind of a different world. Eventually, advertisers are going to figure out, companies are going to figure out how to monetize better these these platforms. But you brought up a really good point. It's not simply the, there, there's a multifaceted um ecosystem that has been created here and some of it is you know the the popularity of these games um the the technology that allows these games to be interesting to watch uh, meaning like graphics and all of this but also it's just like you said like the streaming technology it's, yeah. it's it's that the ability to go from my twitch page to espn is something that is new I can now do that. I couldn't do that four years ago, but I can do that in the last eighteen to twenty-four months, and that is completely unique. And so, you know, the more that these you know, for-profit entities try to figure out how to basically kind of guide attention towards Twitch, um, I think that sh- things are going to change. But you know, quite honestly, so. So we might even have a, a, a longer conversation or a, a kind of broader conversation about other actual sports, right? Not esports, but sure. you know, the increased attention being paid to cricket. As a, in the popularity of cricket in the United States, um, you know it's not like mind-boggling increases in popularity, but more people are watching cricket. Why is that? Because you can now access it. Yeah, you know I can watch uh, Division Three basketball on the Tuesday night in in January. I couldn't do that four years ago, and so things are changing. Um, I want to mention one more thing before I throw it back to you. I was listening to NPR yesterday on the drive home, and they had Mike Pesca on there, and he was talking about. Um, uh, ratings for the NFL and for live sports and he brought up a really good point um, about the fact you know r- sports ratings in particular the NFL um, let's not read too much into the decline of of ratings for live sports because every television live televisual event is going down right every every sitcom that happens on the major four networks um, the you know viewership is is decreasing let's not read too much into the fact that maybe the popularity of major league baseball or the NBA or, or, um, or the NFL is decreasing when across the board, we are just watching our sports differently or Mm -hmm. watching everything we're consuming differently. And so eventually, right. I I think people do figure it out. I think eventually, um, the stakeholders, uh, that are making money from these entities uh, figure it out and they figure out how to monetize, but I'll yeah. throw yeah, I'll throw it back to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- th- this is like using a very narrow lens to think about popularity and I think it's, yeah, you gotta be very cautious about say, thinking, thinking about if the viewership numbers as they're presented actually constitute a threat to traditional sports. And I, my answer to that would be no, because Sure, you can say a lot of people are watching um, esports online, but that represents only a fraction of um, the way that professional sports get monetized. Right? You are not you are not including going to to football games and and uh, buying the football jerseys or in your case football t shirts or whatever. Right? There is there is there is the 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 NFL as a brand is bigger than just its television viewership. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think the that's a good problem point. with esports is that it seems like it's very much exists in 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 cyberspace that, that it's difficult for them to monetize it in any sort of brick and mortar sort of way that's a good point yeah but you're not selling jerseys. i don't need to go and physically i know some people do but you don't need to go and physically watch the people push the buttons oftentimes when you're watching it on tv i assume you're just watching a screen grab does that make sense there's no yeah. reason for me to go and pack into an arena um to, to to watch that thing um yeah i had another thought about this too which is I'm very curious when it comes to esports, um, and again, I'm not shitting on this. Like if you like it, go watch it. I think it's no, cool. It's I, think, I think more kind of democracy in, in terms of, of what we can choose to watch is a, is a good thing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like you mentioned, I'm happy that you can go watch cricket. I like when curling's on TV. I don't want to just watch the big three all the time. Um, but the, the other thought I had was just in terms of, of monetize, monetizing viewership. Um, if, if I'm correct and that uh, a lot of the, the people who are watching league of Le- legends tournaments are younger right maybe they're uh, you know in their teens or, or early 20s but maybe even as young as uh you know 11 12 13 that sort of stuff that's a different demographic than you know middle-aged folks who are watching football in terms of how much money they have to spend mm-hmm. right like even yeah. if you can advertise and 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 sell this to the right people do you have the type of audience who can then turn around and spend a bunch of money on your product, which right. maybe that model's fucked up, and maybe that's not a good thing, but I think it's probably true mm-hmm. that there's meaningful differences between who's who's viewing and and sort of how you can sell that sell that to advertisers. And, and anyway, I think what we're seeing is an end around, right? I think if you went to NBC and said, "Hey, let's put League, League of Legends tournaments on, you know, Tuesday night League of Legends or something," they'd say, "Get out of here." We're not going to be able to sell advertising space for that, but the fact that you can go online and do it, I, th- is, I think it's sweet. It really changes
0: the brands that uh, gain recognition too. Um, considering this, you know, you, I'm not saying that Anheuser Busch and, and you know, Miller Coors products are going to go away or anything like that, and in, in, in those kind of commercials and, and seeing those brands out on live sports. But I would think that those brands don't really work on Twitch. You're not going to attract. You don't. You can't. Right. You can't get. 10, 12, 15 year olds, uh, to consume a bunch of advertising about your product. So instead we're seeing monster energy drink and we're seeing, yeah. uh, you know, Red Bull and, and this different kind of stuff. Um, it's, I, I guess I need to pay more attention to the kinds of advertisements that happen in podcasts because I've noticed over the last 18 months, you and I have been you know listening to podcasts for years now. Uh, we've been making this thing for a while and I think consuming them we we need we probably take for granted the advertising we consume because i'm wonder like i hear a lot of those that starbucks extra shot coffee or that starbucks uh, you know extra caffeine coffee mm-hmm. and i was thinking like yeah right. that's Olive, that's Olive, r- HG, yeah but GM. right right and that's a that, of course that's going to be targeted towards the podcast listener demographic. Those are the kinds of people, we are the kinds of people that would be attracted to that we drink a lot of coffee, right? We're coffee drinkers. We need that extra kick. We're we're professionals and all of this. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I I guess this, this season, I need to pay more attention to the kind of advertisements that I see with NFL football games, uh, World Series, this kind of stuff. But I, I know you want to run and I, I want to jump into our final story. Um, I wish we could, I hope we can give this, you know, five to 10 minutes before you get out of here. But there's some news happening here in the city of Denver uh, over the last seven to 10 days uh, around the University of Denver. So the University of Denver, if you if you forgot, uh, is where Brian and I went and we got our PhDs. Um, We did not go there for undergrad. Our parents did not have that kind of money. Um, <laughs> we did not. There was no BMW driving uh, from either one of us. But we did go there for our graduate studies, um, studied in the communication studies department or human communication, both of us working under the great Darren Hicks. Uh, I shouldn't say great. That's Total. a little bit hyperbolic. Uh, uh, you know, he's, you know, big, big influencer and mentor for us. But so um, – yeah, the Den- University of Denver is – is there's a, a bit of a controversy or an argument, a public debate happening around the usage of the Pioneer's mascot. Um, there was an article – Not uh, the mascot
1: uh, anymore, right? The nickname. The nickname, right? Well, they still used, have – It used to be the mascot. Oh, they got rid of Boone, right? They got yeah, rid of So Boone. this is a thing that's been going on for – you should explain it, but it's been going on since I was there. Um. Well, you would be there. 2010. The mascot fight was going on. Yeah. So the University of Denver is the pioneers, and the mascot is this like Daniel Boone looking thing named Mm -hmm. Boone, and he got officially removed in 2012 or 2013 or something. Uh.
0: Well, it was before I got there. I got there. It was before I got there. I think. And I got there in 2010. So. That's a good question. Oh, I guess I was there
1: way earlier. I got there in 2000. I, I, I said I got there in yeah. 2010. I got there in 2005. Yeah. Trying to, so, make, trying to make myself younger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was probably closer <laughs> to like 2006, 2007.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's
1: just a lot, of, a lot of people thought that the mascot was was insensitive. Um, and uh, eventually the, the university sort of agrees and, and gets rid of the mascot. But it was kind of a funny story because an alumni group and student group kind of got together. And they were like, fine, you don't have to buy the mascot outfit. We'll just do it ourselves. And so there was this kind of resistance, Boone kind of faction that bought their own mascot uniform and was showing up at at events. And I don't know if that still happens or not.
0: I haven't seen it. I haven't seen uh, Boone.
1: At least I didn't see it at any basketball games when I was there, any hockey games. So I don't think that happens much anymore. But the renewed controversy now is uh, a debate over the nickname, the DU Pioneers. Mm Mm-hmm. because of the, mm-hmm. the history of you know westward westward expansion and uh, uh, the genocide of the native peoples, the first people in North America. Yes. And you don't like it. Right. Uh, I think... You think, you uh, man, them, or you think you, they should be allowed to be called the pioneers? Let's preface. Let's preface. <laughs> okay. We're all on the same team.
0: We all fall on the left side of the political line. We're all liberals... Not all. I mean, I'm sure many of you who listen to this podcast would not consider yourself that. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some liberal leanings. Maybe not around financial issues, but probably around a lot of social issues, uh, or sorry, economic issues. But a lot, certainly around a lot of social issues. I understand the reason for getting rid of the Boone mascot. I understand for. The reason for getting rid of the fighting Sioux, or even quite honestly, the fighting Irish. I understand that at the very clear surface level, there are issues with that. I, the fucking chief Wahoo, I get it, right? Issues. I think this goes a tad bit too far, right? I think, I think, I worry that our falling into the pool that is wokeness is now creating a lot of fodder for the right to just go after us bleeding heart snowflake liberals. And in a lot of ways, they're kind of right to do it. And I'm just getting, I'm getting a little annoyed by it. I'm getting a little sick of it. And I understand, oh great, you know, white privilege, white man privilege. I'm sorry that I make you uncomfortable. It's not making me uncomfortable. It's the fact that a debate about this can't be had. It's the fact that me saying this and trying to say, well, wait, are we going too far? is this ridiculous is, is this actually happening this is a little bit ridiculous any argument in it, well I might have well formed argument with good evidence to back myself up I couldn't present that to somebody who was like no get rid of it it's done no the far left is is it's killing me man identity politics is fucking killing me and this is the first time I've kind of made this public right yeah. so I mean I but I you and I have talked about it I've talked about it with John I've talked about it with Dan um, it's just I Fuck, dude, in a, in a democratic society, in the realm of public debate, this is the kind of shit that harms any kind of productive, progressive advancement. So, fuck, I just, I just, it's just like, Jesus, holy shit, are we here? And <laughs> I, I, I mean, I support Colin Kaepernick's kneeling, right? I support so much of this stuff because there are bodies that matter. There are bodies that are on the line. There the you know, shit that is, is is it matters, Unfortunately, when we get to these kinds of situations, most of the time, the people who are supporting this kind of liberal uh, move are white people just like you and I. <laughs> That's the crazy fucking thing, right? And you and I know people well who would fall in that category as supporters of this kind of unarticulated
1: move towards, in scare quotes, progressiveness yeah year ago year ago yeah i mean i don't i don't really disagree with anything you said i mean I, another way of putting it is sort of like we can think about how problematic certain things are certain social issues whether it's uh, you know logos or mascots or nicknames or whatever and 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 agree that that we can call them all problematic but also maybe think about think about them on a on a spectrum right i'm i'm like you i'm probably more concerned about the you know washington football team or chief wahoo uh, logo in cleveland than i am pioneer but once you so so like there's there is kind of like a we, let's do some triage here and figure out which things which what is this a hill you want to die on right like mm-hmm. the answer is yes to those first ones on the second one maybe the answer is no because it's more more difficult and more nuanced to explain how they're kind of the same thing right I, I think I think you're right. To someone who just gives a, a, a superficial glance, they would say there's a, a wild difference between Chief Wahoo and and the nickname pioneers at the University of Denver. But but I think if you put it under a microscope, it's it's the exact same logic, right? It's sort of whitewashing a really violent history that I think people who oppose the nickname would say we should we should be thinking about and we should be aware of and we should be cognizant of. And, and so even if, even if the, it doesn't cause a change in the name, literally the fact that we're having a conversation about it in a public forum on a podcast, I think would, 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 would largely be, um, would largely be viewed as a win.
0: Okay, good, good. Yeah, I think, yes, for sure. Having the conversation, having the conversation is central to moving past or moving, moving forward, learning from this and moving forward. I just wonder if the vast majority of people who are wanting to get rid of this would even be willing to have that conversation. Here's the
1: here's the yeah, they wouldn't they're not gonna have a conversation about Chief Wahoo either. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no you're People right. Who are like, no, you should have Confederate generals in the South and you should be able to fly a, a Confederate flag over the state house and and stuff like that. Uh, hmm. hmm not, no, I, not to generalize, but I'm. <laughs> you're, I, no, think, I think you're describing this person who sees the really offensive stuff as offensive, but thinks this is a bridge too far. And I'm not sure that person really exists. I sorry, say that again. I think you get it or you don't. Okay. Yeah, you're I, probably I, think right. you, I think you're you're concerned about losing someone who's kind of moderate on these questions, who's going to say, well, fine, get rid of Chief Wahoo, but but getting rid of the pioneers' name is is a bridge too far. I don't I don't think that's I don't think there's a lot of those people you don't know but i but i But i sort of understand yeah. your your position i think that
0: there are a lot of people in the middle right left middle that kind of you know the the moderates as you point out that still go i'm gonna vote for this fucking prick because i just can't have people telling me that i need to be put like on edge all the time about politically about being politically correct and I feel like that's okay I am a political correct person politically correct person for the most part but the problem with all of this is that it, it it forecloses intentionality I guess and the examination of intentionality like keeping the Washington mascot in play. I can look at Daniel Snyder's intentionality and see very little good in that. I like we can we talked about Chief Wahoo months ago and the Cleveland Cleveland's desire to keep Chief Wahoo in play. That intentionality was pretty clearly financial. This it's like are the people who are is is keeping the pioneer in play a bad thing? I don't... I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know how you would defend it, I guess. It's hard. It's a hard thing to defend. And you'll have to maybe use your debate jargon to explain what that is when you can't really defend an argument. But there's something, like you said, I think that we could learn from this without necessarily taking that far-reaching step to the left and saying, all right, let's wipe out all of this stuff. Yeah. I think there's... It's like... (sighs) Ricky Gervais did a really good interview on um, Sam Harris's podcast. I know a lot of people have issues with Sam Harris. I get it. I totally understand. Um, John and I were talking about. It. I made John listen to it, but he made so many relevant points. And one of the points that he made was, I get why you want to take down. Um. I, okay, you gotta go. I get why you got you you want to take down these these conservative generals, right? Like these 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 old um, Civil War generals. Yes, absolutely terrible. We should, we should also put a big plaque on there that says this guy was an asshole, right? Like that's just as that's just as as productive, maybe even more, right? Here is some dude who was a complete racist and an asshole. Boom, put that plaque underneath there. Now I got to see that every time I walk by and be like, oh, this guy's a prick, yeah. right? Or anybody who flies that Confederate flag is an asshole. Okay, cool, right? Let's have that conversation. Anyhow, well, we should continue this um, yeah, another should, day, we should, but uh, we should talk about it
1: again. Okay, all right, you go to your meeting. I don't think we got got through all this for sure.
0: No, no, we got to we'll see, and we'll see what happens. Um, There's still uh, activity going on at the University of Denver, so we'll jump back in it. Uh, Enjoy your meeting. Thanks for uh, for chiming in today, and uh, we'll see you later, buddy, okay? Catch you later. All right, later. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds.